Hello, everyone. This is your girl, Tough Tiff, and I want to thank all of you, especially you, for tuning in to Tiff the Truth, where we can all learn and grow together. Today is Monday, May 31st, 2021, and we are blessed by the best. Just like it says in Romans 8:28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. In other words, no matter what we may go through in this earthly life, God will see us and bring us through as we fulfill his purpose in life for his will. And that's some good news. Can I get an amen? So today on Tiff the Truth, we will be celebrating National Smile Day and National Memorial Day. And some of you might say, what is National Smile Day? Well, I am so glad that you asked. National Smile Day is a day for everyone to turn their frown into a smile and to put the best smile that you have on to communicate and to engage with others. So throughout your day today, share a smile or greet someone with a smile to make their day and your day a little bit brighter. And also today, we are celebrating and honoring all men and women who have lost their lives while serving in the United States Armed Forces. We salute all of you and we thank all of you for your service. You will never be forgotten. Now, let's get on with the show. Today on Tiff the Truth, I'm so excited to have my special guest. My special guest is a 31-year-old successful Indian businessman. He was born in New York City and is currently living in Los Angeles. He owns and runs a showroom in a high-traffic area of downtown near L.A., He is a philosophy graduate from the state of Alabama. He speaks over four different languages, and he is an author, a traveler, an entrepreneur, a CEO. However, my special guests have had a troubling past. And let's take this time to go over some of the challenges he had to overcome. Imagine being a young person and had to spend your high school life in nine different facilities and boot camps across the world, some of which are now closed due to severe child abuse, rape, and torture. Imagine that you almost died at least eight times that you can recall, and that half of your face and jaw are fake, an attempted murder on your life. And imagine being shot at, stabbed, kidnapped, and kicked in the face, 
and had to have over 20 major surgeries in your life. And imagine that you have been hurt and seen hurt up close. But because of the grace of God, you were able to overcome all of your trials and tribulations. And now you have the loving support of amazing friends and family members. And now you are blessed to travel freely. And you have met so many beautiful souls across the planet. And your mission in life is to help people and to share your truth and your experiences of going through some of the trials and tribulations that you did and to let people know that as an ex-felon, you can have a better life. And now you are here on Tiff the Truth on the new episode called Rags to Riches to share your story and to give peace, courage, and understanding to others who might be an ex-felon. And you are going to let them know through your journey that they too can have a wonderful life. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I would like to introduce to some and to present to others my very special guest today, Mr. Rocky Candola. Let's please show him some love. Well, hello, Rocky. How are you doing today? I'm blessed on this beautiful Monday morning out here. Thank you so much for having me, Miss Tiffany. I really appreciate you being on Tiff the Truth. This means a lot to me. And I tell you, after reading over your bio, I was just in awe with everything that you have been through. And I know this is going to be an awesome show. And you are definitely going to encourage. And, you know, again, this is just going to be an inspiration to other people, you know, just like yourself, you know, ex-felon, you got out and you was able to change your life and now you're doing big things. And I'm just, you know, really appreciative to you for taking the time out to do this show. So can you tell me a little bit about New York? Because I know you say you were born in New York. So how was life there in New York for you? Yeah, definitely. So um, I was born, uh, you know, uh, 1986 in the Bronx, New York. Uh, my father was just going through like his beginning stages of his career. Okay. Um, I wasn't there for long. I was there for three or four years. But I mean, um, we were in the Bronx for a while first. Then we went to Flushing, Queens, where my mother's uh, family was. Okay. And I have like very, very vague memories of being there. Um, a lot of it being cold and, and, and being a naughty little kid running away to the park. I <laughs> uh, moved to, to Rochester. My mom actually had to, I don't know if I was going to actually die or not, but I hopped in a pool when I was like one or two years old. Mm. And I guess one or two year olds aren't supposed to be able to swim. And uh, she had to hop in the pool and save me. Oh, my I God. <laughs> I can't remember, like, I remember that because of my memory or because of the video that she showed me of it. So okay. I'm not really sure what that is. But uh, my family, my dad moved us out of New York when I was about three or four. And uh, we stayed in Ohio for a bit and then came right down south hmm. to uh, lovely Mississippi. Okay. Wow. So you have done some traveling, I see. Okay. And so how does has Los Angeles been treating you? How do you like Los Angeles? Los Angeles has been a blessing to me, honestly. Um, I, I've lived in a lot of different places in the States. Mm-hmm. And um, I was kind of getting to a point where I was like, I don't know if I want to stay in America anymore. I actually gave it a shot to leave the country. Okay. Um, you know, 
business reasons. And Cali, South Cali, uh, L.A. kind of saved it for me. Okay. Uh, the diversity, the economy, the people, the, the weather, the water. Uh, I love all of it out here. Wow, that is awesome. So do you have any siblings or are you the only child? Yep, I have twin brothers and sisters. So my, my little brother and sister, they're twins. Hmm. They are 31 now, I believe, about to be 32 in August. Okay. Uh, yeah, so my sister's in India. She kind of works with uh, orphans and kids and does a lot of, like, you know, from the heart, from the soul work. My brother, kind of opposite from that, he does finance and uh, big business in, in corporate America. And he recently uh, picked up uh, a new position with a startup company out there. Okay. So, you know, they're both doing very well. Oh, that is so good. Well, it seems like y'all all doing really wonderful things, changing the world, and that's that's always good. <laughs> so anyway, um, just like I said, reading over your bio, you have definitely been through some trials and tribulations in your life. And I was just wondering if, you know, if you just can briefly share some of the things with our listeners of some of the things that you remember that you had to overcome. And, you know, and that's why it have made you the, the strong and successful man that you are today. Definitely, definitely. So um, my, my story in my childhood and, you know, moving into my adulthood, it's, it's, been, it's been a pretty a pretty crazy story, a pretty crazy journey. Um, one that for me, in my mind, somehow it seems normal, like, that, like most people go through this. Mm-hmm. However, when I shared that story, most people are like, wow, they're, you know, in shock. They haven't really heard of places I've been to. Right. Um, so starting, starting at a young age, I started getting sent around the world. Um, you know, at 11, I was sent to India to live by myself, uh, by my family. Mm. Um, you know, I was kind of, kind of acting out. I was always one of those, like, talkative kids, super hyperactive. They were trying on 10 different medications since I was young. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, India was actually great. Actually, actually, as an adult, I look back on those times and the really fond memories there. However, um, quickly after that, you know, I started growing up a bit fast and... Between the ages of 11 to 17, uh, was you know nine different boot camps, institutions, and facilities across the world. Wow! Uh, most of those, actually, in fact, all almost all of them have been closed now. Mm. Um, for everything from allegations of child abuse, rape, torture, um, you know, all kind of mental you know issues, and even uh, suicide going on at these places. Mm. Um, so I lived most of that time in my life kind of like in a fight or flight survival mode. Mm. Um, and that kind of uh, rolled over into my adulthood. When I graduated high school early at 17 with a fake high school diploma because the school wasn't accredited. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, and then quickly after that, I kind of dove headfirst into a lifestyle of drugs, violence, women, selling drugs, doing drugs. Um, mm. Basically, everything and anything against authority and against what anyone around me that, that cared about me actually wanted for me. You know, um, and that quickly wound me up in prison. I held them state prison when I was uh, 21 or 22 when I actually caught uh, my first, you know, kind of large charges of felony. Wow. Um, yeah, and the next seven years of my life after that was kind of controlled by the state. You know, um, I did uh, 11 months twice um, on house arrest, mm. um, six or so months in jail at different times, close to a year in inpatient rehab. Um, until finally, you know, I ended up doing, uh, you know, around two years in Alabama State Penitentiary. Uh, before I was released and then did more probation um, before, you know, I was actually finally at a point where a higher power as well as myself, God, you know, whatever, whatever anybody relates to and calls it. Um, yes. For me, it's just my higher power. So I do believe, you know, in, in one God. Um, and that allowed me to help, help me to make a decision to let go of everything that was around me. 
my friends, um, you know, music, TV, cigarettes, even for a while. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and I just kind of left everything and went to India. Wow. And um, started over. And I was scared, man. I had no idea what I was going to do, uh, what was going to happen. And um, I gave it a shot. And that was seven years ago now as well. And mm. in that seven years, I had tons of ups and downs. And, uh, you know, everything from a divorce, you know, to, to almost getting back and slipping into to drugs and alcohol. Mm. Um, to, the relationships and, and moves and big moves uh, to where I am now and um, you know now uh, everything is not perfect I'm not perfect far from it in fact right. um, but you know I, I have these tools that I've learned along the way that, that actually help me uh, deal with the times when, when they get rougher and tougher which you know inevitably in life times do get tougher that's right and they always get better as well so wow that is something you have definitely been through some things so I, and I and I do like the fact that you did acknowledge God because that's true. We can only survive the trials and tribulations that we go through in life when we have a special relationship with God. So I'm so glad that you do have a special relationship with God. So what made it for you that you realize, okay, I definitely got to change my life around or I'm not going to be around. So what was like the last thing that you said, okay, enough is enough. I need to really get myself on track. I need to get some help and I'm ready to restore my life. So what would you say were some of the things that you did to prepare yourself to rebuild your life after being an ex-convict? And I know you said that you had served, you know, a long time in jail. So what would you say was the best way that you prepared yourself to just re-enter back in society? Yeah, so um, for me, like, I'm not one of those people that you can kind of, like, scare or punish or lock up or beat up mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of invoke some kind of change in me. Uh, for me, after I got out of prison, I, I, I went back to the same lifestyle. You know, I went back to, to the drugs, to the parties, to, to the women, to, to everything else, you know, mm. um, kind of like my, my, my go-to. Right. Um, until, you know, I was in a relationship at the time as well. Um, you know, and, and the girls with was addicted to opiates and I was addicted to opiates at that time as well. Mm. Um, so I got sick of it, you know, just, it just from within me, I just got, I just like, you know what? I got sick of it. And that, that higher power of God, that energy came to me in the form of my father, who I always butted heads with asking me a question and saying, Hey, um, do you want to get out of here? Do you want to mm. leave the country? Yes. Um, you know, I'll pay for you to leave. And, and I, I decided was, that was November 4th, 2013. Mm. And, I just said yes, and I let go of everything and left everything behind. And, you know, since then, um, you know, asking your question, like, what has really helped me, um, I've, like, incorporated things like, you know, reading and following really positive influencers on YouTube okay. um, and social media and meditation and yoga and clean eating and working out mm. and kind of um, avoiding, you know, a lot of people from my past, which, you know, i got a lot of love for all the people I knew in the past and I hung out with. Right. Amazing people with them. Um, but I just... I realized there's something else I want to do that I need to do in my life. So um, I had to step away from just everything and everyone for a while, even though it broke my heart because, you know, that was that was who I centered my identity around. That was who right. I thought I would, was, you know, with, with these friends and these people and these girlfriends and, and, and around this area that I was in. Mm-hmm. And I had to really kind of break free from that mindset in order to kind of see the light and see what else could be out there for me because at that point in time, mm-hmm. I didn't have a goal, I didn't have a plan, I didn't have a direction. Wow. I just knew that I wanted something different. Mm, isn't that something? And, and that's very true. You know, when you have toxic people 
and toxic relationships, it's really hard to see your way through. And and it was good that you had enough courage and, and you were brave, you know, to say, you know what, let me step out on faith. I don't have a plan. I don't have a clue. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. But you knew that it was something better. And I tell you, you know, just having enough faith in God, you know, he will always direct your path and he will always lead you in the right direction. And now that you look back over your life, I know you're probably like, wow, I did go through some things in my life, but look at me now. And like I mentioned to you earlier, you do not look like what you've been through. And that's a blessing because, I mean, you know, you can look at some people, you could be like, oh, my gosh, they've been through some things. But with all the things that you went through, you really don't look it. So so you're doing something right. And, and, and just looking over your bio, you said that, you know, there's been times that you could have you know, lost your life and you had to have so many surgeries. So I was just wondering if you can kind of share some of that experience with us, some of the surgeries and everything that you had to deal with. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, especially in my younger years, like, violence was always, um, you know, a very big part of everything that was going on. I think that a lot of me was angry and kind of just, like, almost in a sense wanting the world to feel the pain that I felt, mm. you know, growing up as a young kid. Right. And it's very rebellious. So, and what I see now is that I was actually attracting all of that. Mm. Um, my energy, my mindset back then was already, you know, someone's out to get me or, or this and that's going to happen. Um, so I'll just attract more and more of that. So, I mean, from a young age, like everything from getting shot at on a basketball, you know, bet gone wrong. So, you know, years later getting stabbed in Florida, mm. uh, you know, after getting a fight on the road to, to finally like, um, when my entire face and jaw were, you know, crushed into a concrete sidewalk. Wow. From that alone, I think I had, you know, nearly, nearly 20 surgeries, uh, just from that alone. Mm. Um, my arm, my arm was cut, you know, completely in half from, uh, a small bar altercation and fight that happened in, in me hitting a window mm. and the windows arm and half. Um, you know, so if you can look at my face and thank you so much for saying that I don't look like I've been through that. Yes. Um, but there was a small scar underneath my chin where they went into my mouth and my jaw and, and fixed everything back up. Um, but, you know, that time in my life, uh, taking all these pain medications and kind of and not being in a state of mind of, of you know, where I am now with gratitude, with understanding and, and yes. awareness I have now, um, I quickly became addicted to those those heavy opiate feelings. Um, mm. And that, you know, kind of spiraled down another path for the next couple of years of my life until, as I said earlier, on 2013, November 4th, when I was just like, hey, yes, it's time to go. It's time to try something different. Wow. Isn't that something? And I know you said there's some little small scars that are left from all of the different surgeries and things that you've been through. But to me, those scars are just showing the strength uh, that you had to overcome some of those things. Because just, you know, like I said, some of the things that you went through, some people might not have been able to survive it, you know, and let alone, you know, just to keep their mind, you know, to keep saying. So hats off to you. You know, that, you know, you, you kept it, you kept fighting, you kept striving, you kept pushing, and you never gave up. And and that is a an encouragement right there. So anybody that's going through anything, they don't have to be an ex-convict, but anybody that's going through some troubling times right now, just listening to your story, 
they should feel encouraged to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that it's not going to continue to be dark forever. (laughs) So you are definitely a beacon of light, you know, for someone that might be going through some things. So tell me this, Rocky, in your own opinion, would you say that you finally feel free since you have rejoined society? Do you feel like you're actually free? Because I know some people, they say when they get out of jail, they still feel like they caged up, still locked up. Do you feel like that? Or do you finally feel that you are a free man and that you're able to do what you want to do in life? Yeah, definitely. So, so freedom, freedom is, is time, you know, having the time to do, you know, what you want to do. Mm-hmm. When I first got in prison, I, I definitely couldn't say I was free. I actually recently did a podcast on the Suicide Prevention Network. Mm-hmm. Um, and the title of that podcast was, You Don't Have to Be a Prisoner to Be in Jail. Mm. And um, this amazing lady, Ms. Jackie, actually gave that title to me. And it made so much sense because so many of us are, are, are in these self-built prisons we make for ourselves. True. Um, whether it be on, on drugs or, you know, alcohol or even as simple as, you know, just following um, societal norms or standards that were put on us or programmed into us that we feel we must obey and must follow. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not advocating that, you know, break the law or, you know, do something crazy or something like that. Right. But I am saying that, you know, we all have the power within us to, to create the lives we want. And, um, the, the freedom really, really and truly I've learned now starts from your state of mind mm. and your state of being. Okay. Um, and now, you know, on a daily basis, I, I do what I want to do. I wake up, I have my meditation, um, and then I kind of plan my day as I go. And I handle my work, I handle my business, I handle talking to my friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy the world around me, and I travel freely. And, you know, to me, that's truly freedom. Because when I was first getting out of prison, and I was, you know, back on opiates and drugs and and that lifestyle of looking over my shoulder and being worried about what will happen to me and who's looking for me. Right. Um, that's not, that's not freedom. You know, if, if you're out there and you're in the streets and, and you're, you know, doing what you want to do in your party and you're, you're doing something that's, that's, you're going to, you know, it's going to catch up with you in the legal sense of America. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you can feel free because as much as I did think I was free back then, you know, right. looking back and speaking and having what I have now with my time, and my business and I'm ability to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this freedom, that to me, I was, I was still stuck in a, a prison that was made, you know, on my own. Wow. And um, I'm really blessed I got away from that situation because um, I went back to jail a couple times right after prison and I was flirting with doing, backing up almost seven years. Really? Um, yeah, so if I would have messed up and never sent me back to prison, I would have done seven years, you know, really, really fast and easily and I'm just really, really blessed that um, that didn't happen and as you were saying earlier you know you said you know, I didn't give up and I'm not gonna lie like there was times when I basically almost like through the challenge gave up I tried to hurt myself I tried to kill myself I tried to just say no I don't want this anymore and in those times that's when God that's the spirit that's when that higher power that energy that's right it guided me through it guided me through because when your heart's pure and you know you're looking to do better and be better and you're really a pure heart that's um, true that's not going to let you give up. It's going to be there with you. It's going to guide you. And as a lot of people say, and as um, someone close to me recently made a podcast about as well, uh, the universe, this universe doesn't give you more than what you can handle. Mm-hmm. Um, we're given the things, you know, that, that we can handle, whether they seem tough or not, they're there for a reason and they happen for a reason. That's right. And you know, when, when you can take all that in and be grateful for all the good and the bad, mm-hmm. um, you really get to look at the world in a different way and create your own. Uh, you know, view on it and your own um, ideology about it. And mm-hmm. That's the you know, freedom to me now. 
Wow. And you're very true. That's very true what you just said. And God is not going to put on you where he feel that you cannot handle or, or, or you're not able to bear. So I definitely agree with you on that. So I know you said you travel a lot. So what are some of the places that you've traveled that you would say, oh, this was a nice place and the people were nice and you wouldn't mind traveling again? What are some of the places that you have enjoyed going to? So I got, as soon as you say travel, I start smiling. I'm like a little kid. <laughs> anywhere I go, I love it, especially when I'm traveling to new places. Okay. Um, anywhere, I just, I find the people amazing, the food amazing, the streets amazing, the, the buildings amazing. Mm. Um, I can say by far, one of my favorite places I've been in the last couple of years has been Bali, Indonesia. Mm. Um, culture, the lifestyle, the people, uh, the, the beauty, the nature out there. And then, mm. you know, all that, there's such an amazing uh, reasonable price to do everything. Okay. Um, it really touched my heart. It was really, it was really powerful for me. Uh, I went there on my birthday last year, mm-hmm. and um, not yet last year, 2019, right before COVID started. And okay. um, man, that, it's just I encourage anybody to have time to travel out there. And then um, I gotta say this because uh, you know, I'm actually part of the fundraiser for, for Give India. Um, India, such such a beautiful country, so diverse. You can travel an hour to in any direction and see. New people here, new languages, mm. uh, everything, beautiful mountains to, to deep valleys to rivers and, and so much history and the temples and, and the people out there with such big hearts. Uh, India will always have a special place in my heart, not just because I am Indian, but uh, right. I've been <laughs> traveling for the last four or five years out there and, and just seeing the diversity and the beauty of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I still haven't seen the whole country. It's You can fit three Indians in America, you know, with, within the population there, I think like. 10 times more or something. We got a billion some people out there. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. There's, and that's like one of the things I've been talking about a lot is, you know, the, the problems in India right now with, with COVID and everyone and so much pain out there. Um, you mm. know, so. Wow. Yeah. We definitely got to get um, some more stuff done and, and, and more support. Uh, to people that are hurting from COVID. Because I tell you, this this COVID pandemic has been really a serious situation and it affected every part of the world. You know, it's just not certain parts of the world. It has affected every part of the world. So hopefully things will get better soon. So tell me this. I understand that you are a businessman. So what is your business? If you can share with our listeners what type of business that you're in, that you're able to travel and, and do so many things. So I'm in the business of human hair extensions and the name of my company is called Hair Made in India. Um, cool story about it is, you know, the reason I actually got into podcasts eventually is I used to be ashamed to tell people how I actually started this business and where the idea came from. And the truth is the idea came from a one page business plan that I wrote while I was in Alabama State Penitentiary. Hmm. Uh, me and one of my, my bunk mates, yeah, we used to use, we used to sneak under bunk beds and have people hot railing, which means watching out for correction officers and call his girlfriend and his sister and his cousins on the outside mm-hmm. and ask them about the market and what's selling and, and how should we start this business. And from that, I made a one-page business plan. And when I was in India eight, nine years ago now, um, I was able to start traveling, meeting manufacturers, meeting vendors, testing out products. Mm. Um, I made one Facebook post and all my homegirls from high school said, like, what, Rock, you got hair? Like, bring it through. We're going to rock with you. We're going to get some hair. Like, like, you know, hit us up, hit us up. Mm. And from Hey, uh, I, I never look back. It's been up and down. It's been a journey. I've learned a lot, um, and we've grown and expanded like tremendously. And I'm blessed to have amazing clients and supporters and, and, and you know partners out there that, that have helped me along the journey. 
Uh, but now, you know, we, we do six figures a month uh, on average. Wow. Um, we have a small, tight-knit team, you know, that, that does really good and works really good together. And the biggest thing we do is we give other businesses the opportunity to expand and create their own businesses with, like, a really, really strong, secure supply chain, which is us, their team. We inform, we teach, we educate, and we stand by them throughout their entire business journeys as well. Wow, that is awesome. So you're not only a successful businessman, but you're also reaching out to other businesses and trying to help them along the way. And that's that's a good thing. And that's always good. When you're on top, you want to bring other people up there with you. So hats off to you again for doing that. Wow, that is awesome. So say if someone wanted to buy your product or to learn more about the business, you know, like if maybe they wanted to partner up with you, what would be some of the ways that they can reach out to you or to contact you? Definitely. So, um, once again, the name of the business is Hair Made in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're on everything from, you know, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, Google, uh, everywhere at Hair Made in India. And the website's actually hairmadeinindia.com. And that's spelled like M-A-I-D-E-M, like your mother's maiden name, because mm-hmm. we sell version here. So, kind of like the play on words, Hair Made in India. Um, and then on top of that, my personal website is rockycandola.com. That's just my name spelled normally, .com. And on there, you can kind of check out all my podcasts, as well as other business ventures I've done, everything from vacation rental properties to uh, CBDTs um, to, you know, a little bit of the acting I've done. And any of the new ventures I'm starting will posted directly on there as well. Wow. That is wonderful. And I understand that you speak several languages. So what are some of the languages that you speak? So, um, thanks to mom and dad, um, and traveling back and forth to India, I uh, speak Indian Punjabi. Uh, although many people would call my Indian Punjabi uh, very uh, basic, but I can understand and communicate in it. Okay. Um, and I can also read, read some Hindi as well. Um, and I speak Spanish uh, from going to uh, the boot camp in Mexico I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned Spanish while I was there, and now that's been a blessing living in Los Angeles because so, so many of my clients uh, speak Spanish and you know, I couldn't communicate with them. Right. And also, you know, some Spanish. Mm, wow, that is wonderful. So if you can give me like hello in India, what what would that be? How how does that sound? <laughs> so in Punjabi you would say Sasrikal. Oh. And in India I guess you would say namaste. Oh, okay. Wow, I like that. Okay. Or or or, or over there you could just say hello too. Like, I like that. Like, I like that. Hello, yeah. We're gonna keep it simple. <laughs> Okay, I love it. <laughs> so my last question for you, Rocky, is if you was able to give any advice for any ex-felon or ex-convict who is trying to start his or her life over, what advice would you give him or her? Okay, so uh, this is obviously a serious one. If you're a felon and you're getting out, if you're going through it, if you've been through it, if you're about to go through it, and you're asking yourself and telling yourself like, hey, I want to start over, I want to do something different, then honestly, pat yourself on the back, first of all, because that is the first step. Mm -hmm. The first step is wanting and thinking and believing that after that, that you can do something more, that something more is out there for you, Mm -hmm. and that you want to do that. Um, The second piece is, like I did, is getting rid of all the distractions and the things that don't serve you. Everything from the music to the people to the places to the cars, everything that's just a distraction that's going to take you away from listening to your heart and quieting your mind and quieting your soul and finding out what you really want. Get rid of all that. 
from there, you just take that leap of faith. You know, you don't have to have the end goal in mind right away. You don't have to know exactly where you're going. But when you start moving towards these directions and quiet your mind enough to listen to yourself to find out what it is you truly want and what your gift to the world and to yourself is going to be, it's magical how how that rolls in front of you. It all comes in front of you. Um, And then, you know, incorporate these things in your life that I've done from YouTube Everything from like, you know, Ralph Smart, uh, Robin Sharma, Joe Dispenza, Wayne Dyer, you know, um, all these guys put so much amazing positivity out there yeah. about the human spirit, the mind and the body. Um, and I started getting to the point where I stopped listening to music and started listening to these guys 24-7 almost mm. until it really, really got in my brain. Yeah. And that was what my new, you know, my new mindset was instead of listening to, to these music people I was listening every day and watching these TV shows and talking to my friends about um, anything from you know drugs to women to to, to sports stuff to what we're doing this weekend, right? Uh, which is all part of balance and okay, but you really at, at a point when you're you're going through a conviction of felony and, and jail in and out, you really want to just flood your mind or your body with as much positivity and goodness as you can. Yeah, and um, sit back and watch the magic work. And believe me and trust me, I've seen it and done it myself. It, it does work and it will happen. Wow. Well, I have enjoyed this interview with you, Rocky. This has been a very enlightening show, very encouraging and uplifting. And I want to continue to wish you the best on your journey in life. And thank you so much for being on Tiff the Truth. It has meant a lot to me. Thank you so much for having me here. It was a blessing. All right. Well, you take care. And I'll talk to you real soon. Definitely. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show, and I would like to thank my very special guest and new friend, Mr. Rocky. That was just an awesome show. Thank you again for being my special guest and for sharing your truth and your experiences. And you just showed that even though you might go through trials and tribulations in life, you still can overcome them and you can live your best life. And we can tell by the information that you share with us, you are definitely living your best life. So God bless you and your family. So at this time, I would like to leave with you what I call Tiff the Truth Thoughts. Do not, and I repeat, do not be a prisoner of your own fears, doubts, excuses, scars, tribulations and trials and your past setbacks just trust yourself have faith in yourself and let go and let God set you up for an awesome comeback God bless all of you take care of your families and yourselves and don't forget to smile because it looks good on you Thank you for tuning in to a new episode on Tiff the Truth. This was called Rags to Riches. And we have all learned why my guest is living such a wonderful life. Talk to you next Monday on a new episode on Tiff the Truth. This is your girl, Tough Tiff. Bye.